0: On
1: this week's episode of
0: Marketing O'Clock, I covered some sad Google Ads news that most
1: advertisers won't like. But I covered some happy Microsoft advertising news that everyone will like.
2: Google makes it easier to source images if you dare.
0: The lawyer that lives behind Greg's house is coming after you for dead trees and copyrighted images.
2: Jess tickled me Elm. Um, no with maybe the worst <laughs> pun of the year
1: it's other than that one yeah you made and, it worse <laughs> <laughs> and greg rants about how what's good for the google isn't always good for the gander aka marketers and geese everywhere
2: all on today's show
3: marketing o'clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news a proud part of the search engine journal podcast network We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
0: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld.
3: A.K.A. Shep.
0: I'm
1: Jess Budd.
2: And I'm Greg Finn.
1: And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on September 4th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning.
2: All your digital marketing news from the week?
1: Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, just hit us up. We're at Marketing O'Clock everywhere.
0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today for another episode, and today is a very special day. I don't know if you guys are aware, but there is just a lot happening in the news. So we are hitting you guys with two episodes today. We have this episode here, which is gonna be our normal famous Friday news show, and then we have a deep dive episode that is gonna be published mid-morning today, September 4th, um, with special guest, Julie Baccini, Mark Saltarelli, who is on the show sometimes, And Andrea Cruz, and we're kind of breaking down those big Google Ads changes and ranting a lot too. And it's really fun. So be sure to check that out. But what is going on with you guys? What's up, Greg?
2: Well, for me, I had an interesting weekend where I had flopped a few trees down in the end of fall and wasn't able to cut them in the very back of my property. I've got about an acre and it was in the very back. I had called a few tree companies, COVID hit, everybody flaked out. And so I decided I'm just going to start cutting them, cutting them up. So I'm cutting these trees up with a chainsaw and my neighbor comes out who I've never met before in the back with like, she's maybe 80 years old, has a towel, like just got out of the shower. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm cutting these trees that are on the ground. She's like, you better not touch my trees. I'm like, I'm not touching your trees. There's two trees that are dead and I'm cutting them up and taking them to the road. She goes, don't, don't touch, don't come to my property. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, there's two trees here that are dead And I'm removing them. She goes, why are they dead? I'm like, "Uh, I dropped them on the ground. I I dropped the trees because they're dead. They're dying. Did
0: you really say that?
2: She goes, well, they look horrible. I'm like, okay. She don't come near my trees. My husband's a lawyer. I'm like, "Uh, lady, I don't know how to tell you this anymore. I'm removing these two dead trees from the ground. And so then I'm like in a puff and I'm, I got these tree parts and I'm trying to pull this one root out and I'm yanking on this thing. And all of a sudden I feel pain everywhere. Like I got hit by a lightning bolt. I was pulling a root out from a yellow jacket nest and I got stings all over me. I start running around, my dad has a chainsaw. I'm trying to like get him to cut the chainsaw. Every second I'm getting stung by a bee and I've got a yellow jacket in the back of my shirt. And it's stinging me. And I'm like, cut the kidding? chainsaw. I'm getting stung. And I, I felt so, I got like an instant headache. I got so many stings, like dozens of, of these stings, because I guess it could keep stinging not like an ordinary bee. But the worst part is this whole week, they're so itchy. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just look like I've got some sort of, of skin condition or something. I just can't stop itching myself. And everything is so itchy. Wow. So, that is my week.
0: I didn't realize that the how you doing was such a loaded question today.
2: Oh, well, I'd like, I'm just sitting there and I, I'm probably pulling on this root and I'm I'm just like in a bad mood because this lady's like, you know, my husband's a lawyer. <laughs> I think I said, good. I'm like, good. I'm removing Did these trees. Did she trains. see you
0: get stung?
2: I, she didn't. But I, 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 went, I told her, I'm like, come on up. You could see. Come on up here. Because I'm like what, raised above. She could barely even see these things. And she wouldn't come up. But in hindsight, well, maybe you could have taken that hit for me, lady. That's incredible.
1: (laughs) Jess, has your week been that bad? I don't know. My week's been kind of the same, but different. I'm getting stung all over from my poor screaming baby. He's just, he's, he's teething again, and he's having a time. So you may hear him in the background at some point. You asked for this. I love him. And he's screaming currently because he saw me in action before I came in here. But he's going back to daycare next week and he'll be there when we record. So
2: Yeah, you just told us you were taunting him. You taunted him. You blew him him a kiss kiss. kiss. (laughs) and then went to record the podcast. You did
1: this. (laughs) Mean. I'm a good mom. I promise. Well, I'm actually having a good
0: week because God bless Miss Leslie Carlson. I have HBO again. Um, we fat we have it's so annoying though. HBO just hates Roku. So you have to log in on your phone. I'm logging in as my brother's girlfriend's mom. Her email address is at me. I didn't know that was a thing. Like I thought it was a joke and she was trolling me, but it's a real email address domain you can have, I guess. And it's
1: a thing, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. And you have to Chromecast it to the TV. And um, HBO thinks they got one up on me, but they didn't. And I'm watching for free again. So thanks, Leslie. And if you are looking for something to catch up on after HBO and our special episode this week, you can see our smiling faces on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. Look us up there, Search Engine Journal with no spaces. And we also post little short news clips of all of our biggest news stories of the week every week.
3: And
2: please leave us a review or say something nice. Any recommendation goes a long way. It makes this all worthwhile.
0: So like I said at the start of the show, this was a really big news week, and I'm going to cover some of the biggest stories that we got into on that special episode here and give Greg and Jess a chance to respond to them quickly because they weren't on the episode. So let's start with the most egregious here, what everyone is talking about. I personally, I always like to make everything about myself. I woke up September 2nd to a sad, sad tweet from at PPC Rachel. She says, hey, Google Ads, what's this about? She has this notification from Google Ads. It says, changes to the search terms report. We are updating the search terms report to only include terms that were searched by a significant number of users. As a result, you may see fewer terms in your report going forward. So I had a lot of thoughts on this in the other episode. I want to give you guys a chance to share your victim impact statement.
2: I don't know what that means.
0: Me either. And I like what they, do? On. oh, come on. You guys don't care about true crime. It's what they do in court when like the person who's the victim gets to go up and point at the murderer.
2: That was a full tweet.
0: Oh, you want me to read Rachel's full tweet? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> she says, what's this about Google ads? So we will potentially be paying for search terms that are irrelevant, but won't be privy to the keywords we need to add as negatives. What's the logic behind this, please? Thanks. Hashtag PPC chat, and then she tagged her favorite source for the news at Greg Finn.
2: And I was just honored. Like she thinks like I'm I'm a somebody. Like I just make jokes into a mic with you guys. <laughs> like I am. You should be Barry or Ginny or somebody, not Susan, Matt Southern, not me. But anyway, at
0: Greg Finn. So what did you think listen, about the news? Uh,
2: what scale of level would you like me to go here like how much time do we have
0: just go all the way we can cut you off if it if it goes long
2: okay well i mean my biggest thing is we're paying for these terms and back in the day if folks don't remember there was a big split in google analytics where keyword data stopped showing and it was due to privacy concerns everything started coming in as not provided and at the time one of the underlying theories is well it's going to make this google adwords product at the time more powerful you're going to be able to see these these specific terms and so one of the underlying thoughts from seo's at the time were they're pushing more people into paid right and i personally hate this i hate this i i, I don't even know how to bring words into it, but it's probably not the reason that you think, and it's not even the reason that you're going to hear on the next show with the hour long deep dive on this. It just makes me sad. It just just makes me so sad that Google is going to be taking away these terms. And I can't really think why. I would understand it if they're taking away all search terms. And you can't see anything. You just see, we match. You got a match on exact match. Don't can't... give
0: them that idea.
2: But but honestly, I could, I could understand that. They're like, it's a privacy thing. We're, we're going to take away all of it. You put in the term, you're not going to see any actual search queries. But to say it's up to a significant number, it, it, it in my opinion, is very hard to look past that as anything more than getting away with bad matching. As you know, Exact Match stopped becoming Exact Match a a long time ago. I I, I covered that on search engine land and everybody in the world hated it except for Larry Kim. He loved it. Um, Except when I talked to him at a conference afterwards and he said he only said that because he had shareholders. So,
0: inside scoop.
2: Yes. And then he made fun of my pants because they're too baggy. (laughs) But anyway, Exact Match was gone. And then Close Variant came out and it looked okay on the surface, right? Like you're looking for a campground in Yellowstone, and then you're saying Yellowstone campgrounds or Yellowstone camping, that, that looked harmless enough. But as we've talked about week and week, those have expanded to being a huge detriment, especially for B2B advertisers or anybody that has high CPCs. And these are, are expanding. And it, it, it's a real problem what you're spending money on and so this is expanding and then all of a sudden google is going to take away not not all the search ter- not search queries just what they think is is insignificant and and professionally in my professional opinion it, it's hard to think of that other than a push for a short term win i don't think anybody on the planet's going to be like this is a long term great solution for google ads Rome didn't die in a day. You got these close fair, everything keeps adding up. And I I was, I was awake, swear to God, 3am in the morning. And I was just sad about this. And then I was like, mad. I'm like, I feel like I care more about Google ads than those, those executives on the Google ads team. Like me, I'm committed to Google ads. I, I, I love Google ads despite my, my criticism. I love it. I love it. I love it. it it's, it's helped us create a company. It's helped us make so much money for our clients. It's helped. It, it's my favorite platform. I, I, I love Google ads and I love it more than these idiots that are, are out there. And, and this is a short term way to make money, but you are long term, just you are, you're, you're, you're bloating this platform it's we love google ads for the granularity and the the data we're not going to have data anymore it's like you're 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 championing this and and saying this is the best way to advertise and you're taking this all away it's crazy and i'm like i couldn't i couldn't come up with any good any good metaphor or anything and i'm like you know what it's it's sort of like google has this golden goose and it's it's adwords aka google ads whatever you want to call it and they're like, this thing is making us money. Look at us. Look at our stock price. This thing's awesome. This is great. And then somebody set this up and is so proud of this this golden goose that keeps laying these golden eggs. And then somebody gets hired on to the ads team and it's like, you know what people like? Faux gras. Let, let's do that, right? What? We're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take this golden goose and set, and and we're just gonna we're just gonna start. Cramming down we 're going to make the partners force these changes on their clients yeah that 's a great idea let 's get rid of exact match, but let 's call it exact match, so people don 't know it 's not exact match let 's make broad match match anything under the planet, even if it 's not a real match like let 's make close variants be things that have no freaking match for it 's not remotely close let 's do that that 's great and then it 's like, oh, you know what yeah let's let 's get out an auger here and let 's take all the search terms and just force more changes down this goose and yeah you're gonna have a piece of golden liver and your duck's gonna be dead in 100 days you're not gonna make it 12 years like the average lifespan of a duck and i hope apple comes out and i hope they they care about customers and i hope they put google out of business and and i i'm just so i don't even have the word like i'm just so i'm so sad i'm so sad that they do this and there's not even a not even an inkling to be like, hey, you know what? We're, we're, we might roll this out. Like at least with partners, they're like, we're, we're, we're just going to defile the, plat- the, the Google Partners platform. We're just going to completely defile it and make every one of our partners uh, a sales partner. At least they gave us a, some, some time for that. And it's just these close variants in the midst of COVID when they're putting out these wishy-washy statements like, oh, we love you. I'm sorry about COVID. Here's, here's, here's $20 in your account. And I, it's just so sad I, I i i don't know if it's coming through but like i'm i am legit because google's going to keep doing this keep making their product worse you're making your product worse like what you have a couple bad quarters it's not the end of the world like you got to think longer picture right we don't we don't make money on this show longer picture we'll have a good audience hopefully and people will care i'm not like I don't know if I'm making any sense. It's oh, you like,
0: making sense.
2: It's just like you're, you're, just, you're just slaughtering. You're, you're, you're a team. You're paying people to ruin your product. Yep. Shep, and we talk about it on the show coming up next. They said it's for privacy. You're Google. If you think that in some way, shape, or form, personally identifiable information is making it through – do you know how little confidence I have in your machine learning? If you can't machine learn that out and just block off a name or block off a number or block off an address, you can't do that. How good is your machine learning? How good is your, your AI? You know what? It's not that good. And, and Kirk Williams, PBC Kirk on Twitter made up a good point saying, it's funny that there's no close variant matching for negatives. It's weird, right? Like weird that you yeah. can close variant for your, your normal terms, but not for negatives. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just such a sham. Get rid of the terms. If you're really concerned about privacy, good. None of the terms we matched on, fine. But you know what? They're gonna to lose too many advertisers if they do that. And this is complete hack that they are doing this. And that they can't come up with a machine learning to um, you know, like hot jar. Freaking hot jar can block out sensitive topics and it yeah, knows how to do it.
0: They're already doing it Ridiculous. now. They're blocking out sensitive topics. I've never seen anything come through.
2: It's completely ridiculous, and they're killing the golden goose. And I hope you're happy. It's going to be like Rome. One day they're going to be like, "Well, I don't know what happened." Listen to the show. You are ruining it on purpose, and it is shameful. It is shameful, and everybody at Google Ads should be fired. Okay. And and put in jail.
0: And Locked put up. In jail.
2: Yes. No. <laughs> none of that, really. I just. I'm just sad for whoever cares left about Google ads. Cause I, I see these people and it's like, you're, you're going to be at Pinterest next year. You don't care. You know, you, you, you don't care. You, you're, you're going to be at Facebook. You're going to be at Amazon. You know, like, I, I think we collectively all care more about Google ads than the executives working there. they they're not going to be there. Be, let's mm-hmm. be honest. What what ties do they have?
0: That's such a good point. We
2: have to use it every day. We have to use it every day. It's just, I, I was just sitting there. I'm, I, I was up from three to six thinking about this. and I'm just getting mad. <laughs> that just, was a good you get, you get the You get the golden liver for 100 days. Good luck. Okay, anyway.
1: Is that really the lifespan of a goose, by the way? Uh-huh. Years? Did you look 12 years?
2: 12 for... years. Eight to 12 years, yeah. I on high side, but just to make a point. That
1: was nice of you.
2: Optimism. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, if you fed the, ge- the geese rights and tried hard, you could probably get it 12 years. If you just get an auger and feed it full of food and close variants all day long, it's going to make 100 days. Good luck.
1: I'm not down with that. Oh, my God.
0: And unfortunately, there's more because some, <laughs> some advertisers logged into their accounts and noticed that there was no option to create new text ads we used to call these expanded text ads. Now they could only make responsive search ads. So Google saying this is just a test, it doesn't mean anything yet, but it looks like, why would they test it if it wasn't a plan or they're at least considering it? They're gonna make all search ads dynamic and it, it, it's text ridiculous. ads are on their way out.
2: It's ridiculous. If this is the case, which again, it, it, it's weird you would do a test to see if it works better by, by removing those. I've got, I've got a new working theory, shop you're going to love. It's a crime story. Somebody over at Apple that also is being paid by Microsoft, Facebook, and Twitter. Ooh. Landed a job at Google. Made a bunch of dumb statements, got promoted super high, super quick. They're the mole. And they came up with a game plan. And they're like, what is the worst possible thing I can do for Google Ads? Takeaway terms, great not match things properly. Great. Use all of the advertisers, the partners and force them to do whatever I want. Great. Oh, you know what else we can do? We can take away actual ads and take away actual ad data. Oh, great. And then somehow every Dumbo over at Google is like, oh, this is a great plan. And there's a mole. Poke holes in that shop.
0: Um, I like where you're going with it. I just don't think there's enough hours in the day to be working for Apple and also getting promoted that quickly at Google. Like
2: they're just getting paid under the table. They're the mole. They're just okay. a mole.
0: So yeah. they were they were like trained by Apple and then now they're a full time just in Google sabotaging.
2: Yep. Just putting Honestly, bad ideas out.
0: I love it. Yeah. This like is a Angelina
1: great insult.
2: And if you want to hear actually more things and not just ranty whiny me we have some ideas as to what marketers can do on the next show that follows this one. So don't miss that one. We have had some actual tangible takeaways. It's an hour long. I could go for an hour, but nobody wants to hear that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I will share the last little piece of sad news. Um, September 1st, we're all ready to wake up and make our green day jokes, but we got hit with this lovely notification from Google ads. As of November 1st, 2020, we will begin adding a fee to your next invoice or statement for ads served in specific countries. A 5% regulatory operating cost for ads served in Turkey, a 5% Austria DST fee for ads served in Austria, and a 2% DST fee for ads served in the United Kingdom. So in the case of the UK in particular, this digital service tax was put into place to tax quote, large multinational enterprises with revenue derived from the provision of a social media service, a search engine, or an online marketplace to UK users, and Google and a couple of these other platforms have decided, surprise, surprise, that they're going to pass this cost on to the advertiser, which is sad news. And this is going to be added to your invoice at the end in Google Ads. Your budget is not going to account for it, so this is something that people really are going to need to prepare for
2: and honestly i love this you're boris johnson and you think you're going to you're going to you know squeeze some money out of these people coming in and using all your your constituents data you got to make a better law bro like in new york you can't where where we are you can't just say there's no tax on something you pay it you have to say the price is this plus tax you can't bypass things and you made a stupid law and Google's like, all right, well, it's 2%, I gotta pay, I'm gonna pass it on there. That's a legal problem, that's a Boris Johnson and the DST ta- or the, the digital services tax problem. This isn't a Google problem, they're, they're doing the best they can. I don't have any problem with this.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna get into that in our special show as well, but we should move on because I think
1: Jess has some good news, right?
2: <laughs> Thank God, Jess.
1: I mean, thanks, I did nothing. It was just the story that I got lucky to, to report on this week is happy news. There's quite a bit too. So stick with me. Microsoft ads is getting a makeover and then some So we have a lot of news from the platform. Like I said, this week. So first, we'll talk about the redesign, because if you logged in today, you probably saw a little blue banner at the bottom, occur- encouraging you to try the new Microsoft ads it was very soft and very subtle. If you didn't want to do it, you didn't have to. But if you did, when you click it open it opened the new design and a new tab which I really liked. I thought that was thoughtful because sometimes you see it and you're like, oh, I can't get work done in here. I need time with this, right? And then you can switch back over super quickly. Just go to your other tab. I thought it was nice. And they do, if you do switch over, they have an option in the tools menu to switch back, but that'll to the old uh, version and that'll go away eventually. It's not going to be there forever, but nice to have options. Anyway,
0: they know people have commitment issues these days. You know,
1: And I do, I'm one of those people, like I hate when they redesign an interface and I hated the new Google ads forever. But now that I'm used to it, I'm really happy about this change because it very closely mirrors the new Google ads. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's good though. It's got that like double slide outside menu instead of the navigation up top with the tabs. I'm into it. Have you guys tried it at all? I haven't because I was doing two podcasts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just have one feature I'd like to add into this. Please do not copy Google Google's new search term report.
0: Oh, they're totally going to. Are no. you kidding? No.
2: no, this this is this is the Adam Adam Sandler, the meme where he goes, "This is how I win. This is it. This is it." You you do everything that Google does right, and none of the things that that mole is planted over. But Google.
1: they did close variants and they're worse on Microsoft.
2: That's actually true.
1: Yeah, that is. <laughs> let's not talk about that. But let's talk about that meme. What are you talking about? You always reference memes that I don't get. Adam Sandler is still relevant.
2: Yeah, it's from like Uncut Gems or whatever. He was the bad guy.
1: Oh, have you seen that movie, Greg? You would really like it.
2: No, I haven't. But Kevin you Garnett's would, in it.
0: It's crazy. You guys would both really like it. Yeah. It's like Kevin, if,
2: Kevin Garnett, formerly from the basketball app.
0: Oh yeah, right. If you like don't have enough anxiety in your life and you just want to like lose your appetite and be totally stressed out, like just turn on Uncut Gems on a Friday night.
2: It'll kill your mood. See, that's like Ozarks to me. It's like, how is this guy doing this? Ah, this is terrible.
1: It's totally like Ozarks. No, sorry. When I want Adam Sandler, I want like Billy Madison or even Big Daddy if I want feels in my heart. Anyway, back to Microsoft. Um... Did you see the slew of keyboard shortcuts that they released with this new interface design? It's actually awesome. No, tell me all about it. It's great. So first of all, if you don't know what they are, the first keyboard shortcut is question mark. And if you type that, it pulls up the list of all the other keyboard shortcuts, which I love. But you can switch easily once you have these memorized between the different tabs with keyboard shortcuts. So for people that need to get things done quickly, that's really awesome. And I like the question mark better than the Google Ads GT for Go to. I think this is way better, so. Yeah, for Microsoft. All right, looks aren't everything. So we're gonna move on from the makeover and talk about some of the more meaningful stuff that happened this week with Microsoft ads. First off, the responsive search ads are getting asset performance ratings. So they announced this week that you're gonna have low, good, best learning, or unrated uh, for the different headlines and descriptions that are being served in your responsive ads so you can see what's performing well and what's not. And that's wonderful, but I'm still advocating for like I want to see the combination that's performing best. Maybe someday we'll get there. And that's it for search. but there's big, big news regarding the Microsoft Audience Network, aka their version of the Google Display Network.
2: aka far- the man.
1: The man, yeah, we we call it that, right? Did we invent that? We call, call
2: it, it the M-A-N, they call it the M-S-A-N, the M-A-S-A-N.
1: But Taylor Swift gave it a beat and made it like the best. She's really into digital marketing, right? She's a listener. Yeah, <laughs> if she was the man, she'd be the man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, uh, Microsoft Advertising Network display campaigns, essentially, if you'll call them that, they call them audience campaigns. They were only available prior to like, you had to opt into them. You had to get access to them. And they're now rolling out to all advertisers in the U S which is huge. And if you're nervous about setting this up, if it's your first time, you shouldn't be. It's a great, great time to test. Cause they have announced all sorts of tools that can help get you set up. They've announced a new audience network planner tool that lets you explore the reach you can get with various targeting budgets and bids without even setting up a campaign first. So if you wanna just like test the waters, look around and see what you might be able to get, you can do that. And if you like what you see and you decide you wanna test it, you can then take that plan and basically export it into a new campaign right from the tool, which is awesome. And if you're really brave and you're already running display ads on Google with responsive display ad creative, you can import all of that right into Microsoft ads and start running on the audience network. So they're just making this super, super easy to get started. There's really no reason not to test it. And then for the e-commerce folks out there, they did also announce dynamic remarketing. If you have a Merchant Center feed set up, this is really, really epic. You can get started with that. There's just so much to rejoice about with all their announcements. And I feel like it's getting glossed over because of the Google drama, but amazing stuff happening. Never a better time to be on Microsoft Ads.
0: Yeah, great timing for their nice announcements. I'll say.
2: (laughs) All right, next up is some news from Google. And this comes from Matt Southern over at Search Engine Journal. Google is showing licensable badges in image search results. I love this change. It's called a usage rights is the actual name. And you can It's one of those search filters. So you can search by GIF, like animated image, um, or now you can search by usage rights. And this is gonna be powered by structured data. Um, so you will need to set everything with the proper schema. Um, and it is a test that was launched back in February. It worked so well that it is now here. My only issue is that you can go through and you can find out what rights you can use these images for. Like if you have full Creative Commons rights, if you have to use attribution, but I, I barely trust Unsplash. Right? Like I want those receipts. I want, I, and I love it. I love the effort here. But those heckin' troll attorneys that will find any single image on anybody's site ever, I just, I, I, at this point in my life, give me the receipts. I want to pay for yeah. it.
0: And I think one of them lives behind your house, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The husband. And, and if you're going to use it, maybe just use as, as much documentation as you can. Make a folder and do a video of you finding the image via Google search and finding the attribution and downloading it and just save it somewhere. Because who knows? Somebody might come calling at some point and you're going to have to provide proof. If you don't have those receipts, you're out of luck. So Anyway, check it out. We'll have links over to that structured data. So cool. If you want to take a risk, do it. Make sure you use the right attribution and then document the heck out of it.
1: Last here in the main news, some updates from LinkedIn. And I don't know if we've ever had a main story from them before. Guys, We is that a big deal. We have. Yeah. It seems too good to be true that we
0: have. They
2: it. did that one college stories thing. It was awesome. Dude, kids loved it. Was it
1: was we made that main news. No,
2: it's, no, been it's a terrible. slow news no. week.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, they're linked in here now. So the whole point was just because I wanted oh, to that Oh, get pun. out! <laughs> You're welcome. So the platform announced several new features this week, and the biggest one for sure is the new are the new insights for page managers about their followers. So before you could just see demographic breakdowns and like a total number of followers for your page, that was kind of it. Now you're gonna be able to see all of your individual followers, how they found you and when, which is pretty cool. You can see if they found you like from jobs or something. And then you can sort your follower list by their current company, their industry and their location. So this is a really big deal. If you're pushing out content on LinkedIn, it's always nice to know who your audience actually is. So huge news here and they announced a couple of other things that are just kind of fluffy so they added an events tab for showcasing past and upcoming events again this is for pages and then they also added a my company tab which is designed more for employees it has features around like celebrating milestones and promotions and new hires and things and that sounds lovely if you take this really seriously but i just think about how we would use it at our agency cypress north and like today's slack explosion that happened with everybody just sharing old terrible pictures of our office. Everyone's feeling really nostalgic because we're moving. I just feel like we would totally abuse this My Company page and our LinkedIn page would be full of like pictures of rotting fruit and other things that other keepsakes from our old office. So yeah it wouldn't be pretty. No. We'll share some in the show notes. There's some some gems in there. <laughs> they make us look really cool. <laughs> what was the, there was one where
0: Jess is holding a piece of paper and it just says board. Boring. <laughs> oh, boring. Oh, but it made boring. me think of my
1: bored joke. Yeah. I actually, I was going through all my pictures and making like a Google album for Cypress North the other day. And I have probably 70 pictures of the pigeons that were nesting on our windowsill. So like, there's, there's some good stuff. <laughs> I wonder how those pigeons are doing without you. Hopefully they're thriving. <laughs> all I did was creep.
2: <laughs> We've come a long way.
1: We have, we
2: have. Oh, and, and Shep, congrats on the win. The Celtics advanced.
0: Oh, I was wrong, by the way. I don't think I told the followers, but it turns out the Celtics aren't good. They, we we don't want them to win.
2: It actually turns out they are good. They swept. The, we want uh, 76ers. the Lakers,
0: but I oh. think the Lakers won, and and somebody else got kicked out at like midnight last night while I was half asleep. Right? No,
2: you got what you want. You got Rockets Lakers, so okay. you're all good. Okay. Check it out, the basketball app coming in a few days.
3: <laughs> Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you.
0: We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
3: We give no opinions, we don't influence.
1: You make the call.
2: And this week's Take of the Week comes from 2019 Take of the Year Klaxker winner, James Webster at PPC underscore Webster on Twitter. I'm going to spoil it right now, guys. This is, I think, the front runner for the year. What so James far. did, it's it's 2020. I mean, no nobody knows what's happening. But right now, <laughs> I think it, it's- There's plenty
0: of opportunity left.
2: <laughs> James says, hey, at Google Ads, I've just found a useful recommendation, period. Hashtag PPC chat. But James custom made a recommendation when the UK news launched. And he said, top recommendation for you. Don't pass the 2% digital service tax to advertisers. Plus 100%. Businesses have already had to close stores and make redundancies. Recommended because Google made 134 billion US dollars in ad revenue in 2019.
0: The great use of photoshop i love
1: it, it. Is. it's very convincing
0: and me very and jess convincing. had to well i don't know jess i'm clumping you in with me but i didn't know what redundancies meant because i'm not I, british
2: i but, didn't either i didn't look it up it's though, a british did. layoff <laughs> this is per it's a perfect tweet it's a perfect tweet
1: love it you think google ads saw it
2: someone actually have to be behind that account for them to see it so uh no maybe the mole <laughs> did maybe the mole got scared
0: And now it's time for this week's I See, Why Am I?
2: This is just something you might not have seen.
0: Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I See, Why Am I, people. This week it comes from David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter. He has a little thread here. He says, pro tip, turn off your in-stream video ad placements in Facebook now that election season is here. Further, be wary of video ads at this time too. Ask yourself: Are you okay with being placed between terrible news stories? If not, turn these placements off.
2: That—that's that's, that's oh, such great advice. Twenty twenty, the news cycle is terrible. I mean, this week, I, every week is more horrific than the next.
0: Yeah, I feel like a, election season. Yeah, but it's like really just the whole year. Like, yeah, like I mean, just like, don't do it.
2: You don't want to advertise. Like, oh, Chadwick Bozeman died, and it's like you're going to advertise. No. No, and any and video, everything sucks. And, and I live in Rochester, New York and people are getting slaughtered oh, yeah. on the street, naked with handcuffs and a bag on their head. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't want to advertise on that. You, I, I don't even want to live here. Like, I don't, I don't want to advertise. I don't even want to be here in 20, 2020. Like I'm with you, David,
3: I'm with yeah. you.
0: We all know it's gone too far. Turn your video off, get rid of it.
3: Now it's time for this week's lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
0: Hey, I'm first up in the paid universe this week. I'm just going to be mean here because we've been calling out Google Ads all day, whatever. This This news is another poorly executed announcement from the Google Ads Help Center. That's what you need to know. It has a whole paragraph about new conversion categories that Sir Stephen Johns found months ago. And they act like they're brand new and so exciting. Then buried at the bottom, it says to help with this transition, Google ads will recommend new categories for all your existing conversion actions on the conversions page. You can review and modify these suggestions to make sure your performance reports are accurate. Starting October 15th, these suggestions will be automatically applied if you haven't already accepted them. So we love to see these new conversion categories, but I don't want to be automatically opt- opted into anything. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Not even free money, because there could be a catch.
0: Yeah. So they just lied and acted like these new conversion options were new to make us think this was a happy announcement, and it's not. I hate them. Okay. Now we have some gamer news. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing New Horizons players are able to deck out their island homes with official Joe Biden yard signs as part of the campaign's broader initiative to organize voters online this fall. Um this little they have little Joe and Kamala here and like Kamala's cute. That looks nothing like Joe Biden.
2: No. no.
0: Why is he holding a pink balloon?
2: Why does his hair look it, it's like somebody took Joe Biden that was 14 years old and put Donald Trump's hair on him.
1: So bizarre. And glasses from like those are
2: aviators, right? Yeah. it's, like, it's
1: Top Gun glasses?
0: Yeah, Maverick's Congress? glasses.
2: Slapped them right on. <laughs> you can check it out in the show notes over at marketingclock.com. Yes.
0: So what is happening in organic?
2: Well, this week we have some breaking news from Power Listener of the Show, Andrea Cruz, Andrea Cruz92 on Twitter. And she says, Big news. You can now correct issues with Google Optimized Experiments that started running. Good job at Google Analytics Team. This is something you love to see. As much as I'm sad about the Google Ads team, I really feel like Google Analytics, they've got their head on their shoulders and are always trying to make that product better. And I love it. So what you're gonna be able to do now is click the edit button on an experiment. And one of the things I love is you'll be able to edit that experiment, experience, and make a copy. So you can take what you're doing now and test a different iteration of it, effectively pausing the original. If there was a very, very minor change, let's say it's a spelling error or you got the wrong hair on a character or something like that, something pretty minor, you could go through and say, I'm going to edit that running experiment experience. I'm going to edit that running experience. And so what that'll do is do it live. Basically, you're going full Bill O'Reilly on it and you're going to make that change. Your data is not going to be the same. Yeah,
0: so, and I think it's important that they're calling it experience now not experiments even though it tripped you up like every time. When you're desperate, you can just use this to change a landing page or like do something temporary. So, it, this is great for that too.
2: And again, to to give a kudos, if you have small businesses you're trying to help out that don't have the budget, you can with optimize set up covid banners. They're flawless. It's amazing and Google Analytics is doing an awesome job. But if you're editing it, a running experiment experience, I caught myself, you want to make sure it's a very, very, very minor change. So love to see it. Thank you, Andrea. All right, next up from social media today, and Andrew Hutchinson, with more businesses looking to ramp up their online presence amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Google has this week launched a new program and helping European retailers make the most of their digital opportunities. This is basically like a digital toolkit that was launched maybe six months ago. And it's launching everywhere. So you can put in some, your business URL and get insights. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's better information out there. Listen to this show. Listen to other shows. Learn on your own. Because this is the boy who cried wolf, right? Everything Google is doing, we've clearly seen is a short-term profit grab. Anybody that's taken any of the Google certifications that are on the ad side, no, it it, it's, it is propaganda at this point. And so don't do this. Sorry, Andrew. I love the article, but just don't do this. Do you, do you have any holes to poke?
0: No, they're all no. just trust automation and... Here's what an optimization score is. They're terrible.
1: Trust automation. Trust their automation. They don't trust their own. That's why they're hiding the search term. Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly, Jess.
1: (laughs) I had to get it before you. I knew you wanted to. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Love that. All right. Next up from Roger Monti, aka Martini Buster over on Search Engine Journal, WordPress 5.5 sitemac bug causes 404 errors. So if you saw some issues at the end of August with um, within search console or just in general you may want to note that down in your in, just annotate it in google analytics because the xml sitemap within wordpress was throwing errors and and causing bugs so they made that fix on august 27th so it should be it should be resolved right now i just love that roger had a nice funny bug on his image and i just again i love i love it the positivity. I just—I read the articles, yeah. and it's, I i always get a warm feeling. So he had a little funny bug. He should have that bug being squashed, though, actually, if you think about it, right? Yeah,
0: and I don't know if that's positivity. That doesn't look yeah, like never a very mind. nice bug.
2: It should remove does it. it
0: bug you? Yeah, it does. And today I sent Jess a story about people who have um, cockroaches living in their hard
1: drives. <laughs> Do you know how scared I, I almost cracked mine open just to make sure there was no roach nest? Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I don't like it.
2: All right, well, let's fly on to the next story here, (laughs) which comes from Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter, 2019 BFF of the show. And he found something that was new when clicking through a feature snippet with scroll to text fragments. And in case you don't recall what those are, you would get right to a specific section of the page and it would become yellow. He's saying that he's now seeing that yellow highlight disappear as soon as you scroll down or scroll up. I believe that used to remain, No. And then he asked Brody SEO, who is the, everybody's favorite Australian SEO consultant. And I believe Brody agreed with him. So you'll now be able to see that. Glenn, if you recall a few weeks ago, saw that showing in Search Console. So you'll be able to see when that is triggered. Again, maybe that's a bug, maybe it's not. But for users, it will start highlighted as you go up or down. It's going to dissipate. So I, I, I love it. I love it. I think that is actually being helpful. But that's it for me. What's happening in social?
1: So much. There's always so much in social. You guys had it easy this week. All right, strap in. Here we go. First up, you might remember a few episodes ago, we talked about Facebook's Black Business August series. It was tools and training to help Black-owned businesses and all small businesses in general, really. If you missed it or if you didn't hear about it and you're worried that it's over because it's now September, it's not over. The sessions are all available on demand now. So if you check the link in the show notes, you can dive in and watch all of those, which is great. It's an ongoing resource. Love to see it. Speaking of diving into things, AJ Wilcox of b 2 linked did just that on the effect of COVID-19 on LinkedIn ads. And if you're advertising on the platform or if you're thinking about it, do give this one a full read. AJ and the team analyzed $1.5 million in ad spend and looked at trends in cost per click, performance across various ad types and a whole lot more. And I love it too, because at the end of the article, there's a TLDR or too long didn't read. So if you just want some quick hits, you can head down there if you don't feel like reading charts. And I won't spoil the whole thing, but the TLDR of the TLDR is that LinkedIn advertisers are buying basically at a 13% discount right now. So things are cheap. Less competitive ad formats have increased in cost, but sponsored content, which tends to be the most competitive, has actually dropped in cost. So that's good to see. If you're one of the people that's just thinking about testing LinkedIn ads and you're not doing it yet, now is probably a good time. You could spend less money and try and get some results. So all good things. And for an announcement from that Facebook guy who's always on Twitter, <laughs> Rob Leathern. My favorite <laughs> <Rob> name. Leathern. <laughs> it's good. Leathern. Leathern. You you got to say it because I you say it again.
0: Well, I just think of um, this season of Project Runway like ten years ago, and there's this lady who really liked leather. She's like, I love leather.
1: And is that what you think every time you hear this? Because you always yeah. like say it funny. <laughs> that's <Was>, why.
2: <laughs> was that <it> Lady Jess?
1: <laughs> I don't love leather. I love pleather. <laughs> oh,
2: that's it. I forgot.
1: So Rob Feathern <laughs> or Leathern in real life, the director <laughs> of project management at Facebook did tweet. And he said on September 2nd, we experienced a bug that may have incorrectly rejected ads for being about social issues, elections, or politics. The bug prevented advertisers from publishing these ads for a few hours and has been fixed. All affected ads have now been reprocessed. So given that it's now the fourth, this should all be resolved. But if you did miss this announcement earlier in the week and you had some trouble publishing your ads, now you know why, but should all be good. <laughs> all right, so that's uh, that's the past, right? Because that issue is over. Let's talk about the future. A new VR social experience called Horizon is coming to Facebook. It's not just VR that you play by yourself. Either Facebook made it really clear that there's going to be a social aspect to Horizon. So for now, up to eight people can share a space, but the idea is to expand this to much larger gatherings and people can create worlds and hang out. Nothing super marketing here to report yet, but just be in the know that this is happening because there could be... Huge opportunities for brands, obviously, at some point. And, you know, again, this is just a closed beta for now. So nothing really to work on, but maybe just start getting your wheels turning. Think about what you might want to do with this. And if you want to join the wait list and get in on this beta, we'll have the link in the show notes. It can be super cool.
2: I've always been one of those people that's like, never want VR. I'm fine. The world's okay. I'm at the point now, like, let's just throw the VR on me. 2020 is one. Like,
1: yeah. You might like this video because the girl's like, there's a whole new world and it's on my face. And she points at like the Oculus thing. And I know it it sounds weird, but it's actually really funny. And then it dives into this cute world of horizon. So
2: I think Aladdin Maybe, like... better file a copyright claim there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have mentioned Aladdin in real life, like so many times. Oh yeah. Did best. you just watch it? <laughs> no.
0: Saw a man in a vest and was like, I'm surprised you didn't go full Aladdin with no shirt under Like, who thinks of that?
1: The one and only Greg Finn, and that's it. And I love it. I appreciate any Disney reference anytime. Uh, nothing to do with Disney at all. Let's talk about the election. Uh, let's not. not. Let's let's not.
2: Just to get through this.
1: All right. Well, um, if you're running political ads, get your stuff in now because a week before election day, Facebook is going to stop accepting new creative. You will continue to be able to run your existing ads, but you can't have anything new. And they've also announced a whole bunch of other protections there. Whatever. Read the article. We don't have to talk about it.
2: One note on this, though. I just want to give a big kudos to Twitter that early on said they are not accepting political ads. I think that may not pay off in the short term but it is so refreshing not to see some politic ads every single time on the mass head of YouTube. And on fit, like just, that is a very respectable thing to do that is not looking short-sighted, but looking at the long-term. Thank you, Jack.
1: So guys, I don't know about you, but I am starting to think that TikTok is like the new Tickle Me Elmo. Do you guys remember Tickle Me Elmo? What, how? Because everybody wants it and demand is growing and it's getting harder to get. Oh, what? my God. Am I too old? Our listeners aren't going to you know, remember either. People know about Tickle Me Elmo, Everybody has TikTok. There. No, I'm talking about like the actual app, like to purchase it, not to download it. Anybody can download it. I don't but, want to like, purchase it. Well, okay, whatever. Let me get into the news. So first of all, somebody does want to purchase it. That's not Microsoft plus Walmart. And it's Triller, which is a competing app that I've never heard of before this. Maybe At Greg have- Finn on Triller. Are you? Yeah. No, you're not. Swear again. What is it?
2: I just get I reserve my name on places. On Triller though, really? It's TikTok. They you, they send you videos, and you're like, "What? What am I watching?" And then I'm like, "Oh, yep, yeah, too old," and I leave the app. But at least I have Eric Greg fan on Triller.
1: I'm inclined to believe you. I don't know if you're trolling or not,
2: but I will pull it up right now.
1: <laughs> we posted a video. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, well, Triller and Greg uh, might be purchasing it. I don't know. The point here, though, the bigger news is that the Chinese government has announced new rules that essentially restrict the international sale of certain technologies. Basically anything that includes, oh my god, he pulled it up. I can't really see that, but I'm going to trust that it's Triller because I don't recognize it. So a hot air balloon?
2: I mean, look, there's no navigation. It's like it's totally for the kids. So what do you call
1: it? Is it a trill? Am I looking at a trill? I have no idea. Is it trilling?
2: I just saw that it's a social app and I reserve my name, which you all should too, especially if you're a brand.
1: So the Chinese government is restricting the international sale of certain technologies, those that include text analysis and content recommendation. They cannot be exported without a license from local commerce authorities. But what that really means, guys, is that you can buy TikTok, you can buy like the name and the shell of the app, but you can't have the algorithm behind it. That's the secret sauce. That's what you're really buying when you try to buy an app. So this is like the Elmo without the tickle, right? It's not worth as much.
2: <laughs> yeah. It all makes sense why you use that awful analogy now. It all I think of, full her circle. analogy
0: might be better than your golden goose one, though.
2: No way. You When you do faux gras, you are <laughs> killing a duck in 100 days instead of letting it live out to 12 years. <laughs>
0: at least hers was very like surface level yours had so many <laughs> layers
2: yeah you got the close variant auger you're just jamming you're jamming oh, it down the duck a lot and that really uh, liver up yeah it's oh. terrible it's horrid awful horrid, horrid. all right what, what, what right. else you got anything good jess
1: yeah i do this one involves money and people making it So TikTok has announced a new integration with Teespring that will allow creators to create merchandise on Teespring and then they can push it to TikTok directly for sale to their fans. And I thought this was really dumb when I was reading it, but it's actually like it's a real thing you get for your money instead of like a sticker or like sending a clap to someone. So I'm okay with this. I think it's fine.
2: That's cool until the Waltons buy them. Not doing that anymore. What else you got?
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Watch out, YouTube. Facebook is working hard at giving the people more of what they want when it comes to video. Facebook Watch is now letting users customize their video feed using topics. It doesn't look like this is fully rolled out yet, but for those that do have access to the feature, they're able to browse topics that they want to follow, which Facebook will then use to show them more relevant video content based on the topics that they're following. So that's nice. Love to see it and next twitter is adding example tweets to provide more context around what's trending they said too often we look at one word or phrase trending on twitter and ask why is this trending and that question was actually tweeted over half a million times last year rightfully so right because last week hot pockets was trending and for the life of me i couldn't figure out why but it led to like a company-wide wormhole at cypress north our agency and we learned some interesting facts about actors and hot pocket commercials and whatever but since this is a marketing podcast Regardless of why Hot Pockets was trending, there was an IRL conversion because our conversation about Hot Pockets, Sarah from our team at Data by Sarah actually went to the store and purchased Hot Pockets based on that conversation. She got the cheese and pepperoni with the crispy crust. Wow. Marketing works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always notice that too. Like I'll click on something that's trending on Twitter and I have to scroll so far to figure out why it's actually trending. Like the first things are always like, why is this trending? Why is this trending? It's so stupid.
1: Yeah. It's garbage. And then I think it probably just continues to trend because people are talking about it, trying to figure out why. Whatever. Whenever
2: it's a person and they're still alive, you get that Denzel Washington gif where it's like.
1: Yeah. I always think they die. <laughs> they're not dead. Yeah. They're pregnant or they're being sued usually, right? No, if or they're usually alive. they're canceled for something. Oh, All right, back to TikTok. If you're not following Brian Bosch's journey into creatorhood on Twitter, you should be. It's at Brian P. Bosch B-O-S-C-H-E he joined TikTok's creator marketplace and creator fund and has essentially been live tweeting his progress since joining he's made a total of five dollars and has had zero (laughs) contacts from brands that are looking for collaboration amazing I love
2: his honesty I love it
1: (laughs) yeah Rome wasn't built in a day maybe he'll get it or you know what he can put some merch on Teespring and actually make some dollars I I don't know I think this is a nice experiment I appreciate the uh, transparency and if anybody's having more success. And that, Tweeted us, tweet at Brian. Let's talk about
2: it. But we'll love it. it's like the anti-crush it in a way. Like, I mean, <laughs> I got twenty two thousand seven hundred views and uh, three dollars.
1: That's like right. a good point. He had a lot of views, right? Like it's not like he just had one. Like he he's making. I would say pennies, but way less than that.
2: We're here for you, Brian. We (laughs) love you.
1: We appreciate it. It's great. Everyone give him a follow and watch the journey. So lastly, here is a tweet from Kelly Vaughn. It's at KV, Kelly with a V. And she said, I saw a post on LinkedIn that recommends adding an emoji at the beginning of your name because you could see who was using some sort of automation tool to send out connection requests. She said, I can now confirm it works. And somebody sent her a message. And she had the beer emoji and it says, hi, (gasps) beer emoji blah, 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 blah. blah. That's like, that's fun. Okay. But on LinkedIn is not the place to be putting emojis in your name. If you're trying to like actually connect or get a job, just get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's a fun test, but you don't need it.
0: I just assume everyone's using automation.
2: I also believe she said it was against terms of service, but you'll have to check it out in the show notes. Yes. But it's still fun. Put
1: your emoji in your triller name or something. Save it for the kids. That just shows how annoying
0: everyone is on LinkedIn yet again. Looking at you, Pierre, Olivier, Charles, (laughs) Olivier. It's Olivier, right?
1: For those that aren't watching YouTube and seeing the screenshot, that's the guy that reached out and said, hey, beer."
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise.
0: Okay. So mine is, I feel like this segment has turned into like always sharing new things and this isn't new. I just need to say it once again, for the people in the back, Facebook ads is a terrible, terrible platform. What are they doing over there? We had to update ad copy this week for a client who had like a promotion that changed and we had to go in and change everything in the middle of the day for something that like had a new date. And one of the ad sets, one of the campaigns had like 15 ad sets in it and it just wouldn't load. It's literally been three days. We cannot get in there. We had to just turn it off because it won't load. And then we have a sister account, which is literally, it's the same campaign. We just have different targeting, 15 ad groups. It loaded fine. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's such a joke. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Figure it out.
2: That client talk about it. has a lot of money to spend I yeah. can't spend it the platform
0: it's like when yeah. i go into home goods and i just want to buy things for my bookshelves to put on them and i'm just like take my money home goods and then everything's weird like an hourglass why do i need that
2: that you said my analogy was bad earlier that takes the cake all right jess what do you got
1: hey i have a thing about facebook ads too but i'm not upset about this one so I went to create a Facebook lookalike audience this week, and there's no more choosing a location when you create it. If You remember you used to have to choose like a country basically for your lookalike audience. And I got a little notification and I'll just read it. It says lookalikes now use ad set locations. You no longer need to include locations to create lookalike audiences. That's awesome, right? It's now using the locations from your ads, which it was doing essentially anyway, but you save a step here. But some other things, just to note, active campaigns with lookalikes will continue to run uninterrupted and unchanged. Existing lookalikes that contain locations are being retired and can't be used in new campaigns. So you think, oh, bummer. No, Facebook's actually awesome in this case. We created copies of existing lookalikes with the locations removed, so you can use them in new campaigns. So there's really nothing you have to do. Just know when you're creating a new lookalike that you're not going to have that location option anymore. Everything that's already running is fine. Nobody panic. Just good to know.
2: All right, and for me, I just wanted to do more of a disclaimer. When you're looking at everything in Google Ads from display, clicks don't necessarily equal clicks. Just like conversions don't necessarily equal all conversions. And so we are running through just a Gmail campaign specifically, formerly Gmail-sponsored promotions, GSP. They're not called Gmail ads. And those clicks are clicks to open but they're kind of mixed in with everything else. And so we're just going through and auditing some recent campaigns that we set up and trying to look at the effectiveness, how we can boost ROAS for a B2B e-commerce client and for our our agency, Cypress North. And we're realizing that we are getting a lot of open clicks for a few of these specific COVID-based products, but we're not getting enough clicks. So we're going through, we're doing some extensive testing to give better options in those Gmail ads, not just showing one image, but their interface for Gmail ads are actually really nice to be able to put more products, put categories in there. Remember you're paying when somebody opens that email, but you are not actually paying for a click to your website. It's a whole separate column called clicks to your website. So just a disclaimer in case anybody didn't know, kind of more of a one-on-one thing but make sure to check that out and that your ads are very enticing to click on.
3: Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. I'm like, who does
0: that? <laughs> Just
3: get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week.
0: This week's WTH comes to us from Vice. And it is about how Amazon corporate employees have been spying on their drivers with regular r- reports about the social media posts of these flex drivers that they're posting in private Facebook groups. So they're using these reports to, quote, diagnose problems, as well as monitor for drivers talking about things such as planning for any strike or protest against Amazon, which is just super creepy and definitely not okay. And the reports have the full names and posts of the drivers post anything noteworthy on the Facebook pages. The author of this Vice article literally found internal Amazon documents where they're tracking the social media posts of these drivers. It's really creepy, names and all. And the worst part is these flex drivers are independent contractors for Amazon. So they use their own vehicles they don't receive healthcare benefits. They don't get sick to pay, overtime pay, workers' comp, any benefits that normal Amazon employees get, the people who are spying on them. They're independent yeah. contractors and they're being spied on, which I just think you makes sh- it a lot worse.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't spy on anyone. But of all the people, like, you're worried about these guys? You don't give them anything anyway. Yeah, it's those nice
0: guys who drop off my Amazon packages every day. Like, I just, I want to warn them.
2: You should. And, and maybe I'm old-fashioned, but how about just treat people – nice like what if you just treated people nice and you're that's like the oh thing
0: and like stuff like this you hear about it and it's like if it was just one guy behind it it was just you know had this creepy idea like that's one thing but you have to like go to someone that you work with and be like hey i have this super sketchy idea what do you think like how does all these people say this is okay
1: and then you're doing it in a facebook
2: group <laughs> i i annoying. hate this i i mean this is Again, this is the wrong way to look at it. Like, why don't you have a team, all these same people, burning all these calories, spying on folks, and being like, "How do we make things better?" Like, hey, let's interview folks. Let's talk about how to improve. How can we make our contractors feel more welcome? Not spying on them. Like, what? Yeah. I don't get it.
0: And they they have Amazon's response in here. I won't read the whole thing, but they're like trying to act like they didn't realize it was that bad. But then, if you go to the login page to see these documents that they have in this article. It says, most of the post comment screenshots within the site are from closed Facebook groups. It will have detrimental effect if it falls within reach of any of our delivery partners. Do not share without proper authentication. So they obviously know they're up to no good. Like this isn't an accident. It's terrible. WTH.
2: Just to keep it light here, we have, our Taboola Outbrain Ad of the Week. We're bringing it back. We need some positivity here. And this is MD colon. If you have toenail fungus, do this immediately. Parentheses, watch. And I saw this with Shep. This looks like cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's
0: cranberry sauce. It's
2: cranberry sauce, but something happened to it.
0: That nice can one that everyone loves and fights over at Thanksgiving. Everyone just can't wait to have a bite.
2: This is Why disgusting, is and then to, to to juxtapose it with toenail fungus, and Shop and I did it live. We we're like, I'm like, oh look at this. Maybe we can use this. We clicked on it. It was disgusting. I I couldn't even save the link where it went to. It was like, you know, those little little cute little fungus people that rip the toenail off. It was like that, but worse. Ugh. It was terrible. So what does
1: it have to do with cranberry sauce. How many slides nothing, did you have? Do nothing. No. the answer.
2: I shut it right off. Okay, on to show notes this year. PubCon is a virtual. We talked about that. PubCon Pro, usually in Las Vegas. It is their 20th anniversary in the year 2020. Not necessarily maybe what they're hoping for, but let's hope the 25th anniversary is much better. But they have their main speakers and From Google, it is John Mueller, the Webmaster Trends Analyst and Podcast Host. And from Bing, it is the Principal Program Manager, Fabrice Chanel. So go on and check that out if you are looking for some good insight over at pubcon.com. And of course, Inbound 2020 is coming September 23rd and 24th. And what if I told you that there is a speaker out there that has some easy-to-implement tactics that anybody can follow and get conversion rates of at least 10% with LinkedIn ads covering the best practices for audience ad creation, you'd probably say, I'd pay $1,000 for that.
0: Yeah. Where is the speaker? Sign me up.
2: Well, the good news is that speaker is Andrea Cruz, who you can hear on the next episode of Marketing Clock. And the cost for a two-day pass is only $89. And, of course, you need the powerhouse pass because this is powerhouse content from a powerhouse person. So go sign up for inbound virtual as well.
0: And next we have Extra Extra Spice served up just for you. Mark from our team at Cypress North does fire recaps of our show every week. You can find him on Twitter at mark underscore from underscore mktg and he is also in our special edition episode of marketing o'clock with andrea and he said add microsoft and walmart teaming up to buy tiktok to the list of things i did not expect to see in 2020 does this mean advertisers will get great deals on impressions (laughs) it's just so stupid and funny i love it
3: (laughs) and now for this week's cool tool As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool.
1: This week's cool tool is from the one and only Aleda Solis. It's at Aleda on Twitter, A-L-E-Y-D-A, and it is a search performance per device dashboard to analyze mobile versus desktop website search behavior. So created in Google Data Studio, the report pulls in data from Google Search Console so that you can quickly access some of the most important search performance metrics quickly and easily in one place. There's no need to hop around Search Console and all the different reports to find the data you need. It's one dashboard. We're talking impressions, clicks, average position, top queries, top pages, location based performance and more. And it's all broken out by device type, which is awesome. It's very handy and it's very free. She's got a great post about it on her blog too. So head on over to alaydasolis.com. That's A-L-E-Y-D-A-S-O-L-I-S.com or just click the link in our show notes and check it out.
3: Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. (laughs) An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
2: And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only, Christine, a.k.a. Shep, Cernheld from Cypress North, including Jess Bod, Greg Fan, and Kathleen K.K.A. K.B.E.R.G. on our team. And we put together the complete guide to Google Ads, which was launched last week. I put out a tweet. It was a little bit sappy last week, but I I got a lot of emotions when we launched this thing. It's taken a lot to work. 41,573 words in this guide. We're going to turn this into a book, but we had alluded to it a few weeks ago. It breaks down 10 or nine chapters, 10 right? 10 chapters, 10 chapters of step by step how to do Google Ads, and we're going to update it. So if you're like, look at the search query report next week, it's going to say, look at the search query report, but prepare to be disappointed. And I'm just overall really, really proud that in the midst of a global pandemic, when a lot of things were going along, we were able to put this out. And um, everybody on our team that helped put this together, a big thank you. And this will be the last must-read marketing article from ourselves, but this one really means a lot to me. And a big thanks, Shep, especially to you, who helped put this out there. Um, Hopefully, this really helps a lot of people. And a time in a year that, that, that isn't the best. So check it out. If you have anything to do with Google ads, we really appreciate you looking at it and sharing. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Thanks. And that does it for today's show.
0: It is now officially not marketing a clock.
2: Remember you can catch everything from the show on marketing And
1: while you're there, please be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss a single episode and we will see you next
0: week.
3: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode.
0: Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just
2: shoot the hack.
0: And today we will be playing Greg's favorite game that he likes to project on everyone else.
2: No, no. (laughs) This is everybody's favorite game.
0: It's called Poke Holes in This. Um, It's been a while, but you give an idea, Greg, and we will tell you why it's a bad idea.
2: And many people try to infringe on this idea, but there's only one, and it's here today. And first up, it's an idea that you cannot poke holes in. Many people out there live in shelters that might at some point have ants come into the house it happens it happens so what I have is instead of ant poison ants go into this little place, eat the poison, go out somewhere else, and die. you are making a new way to get ants to come into a space, almost like a have a heart trap. But it's an ant farm.
0: Jess is going to like this.
2: And you, the ants come to the farm. It's a one-way entry. You get to take this ant farm and give it to the child next door. You save the ants. You bring joy and no death. Poke holes in this.
0: I hate the ants, and I'm sorry. They deserve to die. They're I mean, I feel coming into my them.
1: home uninvited. Well, but... Also, like, they're coming in here on a mission, right? And so, yeah, you keep them alive, but they never go back. So
2: so you're for killing the ants.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just not sure we'll how poke we, holes how we this. make this better. We need to get all of their family and friends to come, too.
2: You haven't poked a single hole, Jess. The
1: ants need to die. <laughs> no.
2: You're, you're, you're you took a you didn't even poke a hole. You just took the bucket and smashed it to smithereens. But Jess, <laughs> you have no holes to poke. How can you beat this?
1: What about other bugs? Like how do we get just ants in this one and not like the spiders? Do you have a separate one for spiders that say spiders I, go here?
2: I'm all inclusive. Whatever insects want to come in can come in. Well,
1: well that then the spiders scary. are going to eat the ants. Yeah. Haven't you seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids?
2: With Rick Moranis?
1: Of course with Rick Moranis.
2: No, never seen it.
1: <laughs> well, the bugs fight at the end. Forget it. Whatever. I like this idea. It's a great just, idea.
2: There's just, no holes to be poked. You're all wrong. All right. Next up, what are some things that you hate that stick out when you're looking at a beautiful landscape? And Jess, in the location you live, Lewis in New York, I'm going to give you a hints. There's lots of them. Is it the landfills? No, you- yes, you're correct, landfills. Oh, but I was the other gonna thing, say the
0: things you that hypnotize the
2: living, cows. No, no, no. In general, people don't like local landfills. And one of our biggest problems is power in the country. When you have to get power from one place to another, you have to cut down a lot of trees. When you do that, you ruin nature and you have to keep that clear. But you also have to keep a landfill clear. So, my idea is we build landfill power lines. We kill two birds with one stone, or we put two ants in two traps, two ants in one trap by having a big landfill and the power lines run along it.
1: Are you on drugs? Yeah, like, is this gonna run <laughs> along like all the major highways? Like power lines are everywhere. You're gonna have more landfills than you have now.
2: Yes, they're gonna be everywhere.
1: I don't even understand. that?
2: When you see power lines, they have to cut down all the trees and they cut it to bare land. So, so do landfills. The landfills, landfills have to always be cut.
0: So you're burying the power lines in the landfills?
2: No, that you're making a landfill and the power lines are on top of this landfill. You have to cut the landfill grass and you have to cut the power line grass two birds, one stone.
0: What if there's there's more power need places than there are landfill places and it look, makes look, everything have you smell seen bad.
2: Consumerism in 2020. We'll catch up with all the garbage we can make. We're firing in a space in the ocean. I don't have a problem finding more garbage. Yet.
1: We could just make the poles out of the garbage and then we don't need the landfill.
2: Um, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the landfill smells so bad.
0: I don't so, want that in my neighborhood to bring me the power. I want my garbage in Jess's neighborhood where it belongs. I
1: don't live near the <laughs> landfill. It's on the other side of town, first of all. Secondly, I do have power lines in my front yard, and I don't need a landfill in my front yard. I have one over there.
2: But you have imagine if you had power lines in your front yard and a landfill. Why would why I that? Would I
1: need <laughs> you're right, right, you're right, not right. solving problems. You're creating them.
2: All right, last up. When you go camping... There's one thing that most folks have, except for Jill on our team. She's got like an RV. She's a pro camper. Most folks have a tent. And then because we're so hoity-toity now, we need like a cushion. We need like a blow-up mattress. Poke holes in this. A tent and the bottom is a blow-up mattress. That is the base of your tent. Poke holes in this. You, oh,
0: you need poke to poke a s-
1: hole in the mattress so you have no tent.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, don't you need to stake down the tent? Wouldn't you poke a hole in the mattress when you did that?
2: I mean, I think you can have cordage in the outside that you can get with a tent. Like, you don't have to, like, be like, oh, I'm going to nail right in through the mattress.
1: Well, then everybody's going to wake up if you got to come in to change your shirt. The whole floor moves. Yeah. It takes. It would be,
0: take up too much space in the tent. You need room to walk around. I mean, I, I can't really poke holes in this. I've never been in a tent, so I
2: – Well, la di <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. maybe yeah. you have no holes to poke in any okay. of these. Well, so I'm I love poking it. a
0: hole in the air mattress in the tent, and then oh, every oh, time the air mattress factories will go out of business. <laughs> every time you want to use the tent, you got to bring the air pump. What if you just want the tent for like a casual living room area and you don't want to sleep it in it?
2: You've never been right. in a tent, Shep. You never have those problems. It's for camping outdoors. Okay. How dare you?
0: Well, that's a terrible idea. And we'll be back next week with some better games.